Yo, what's up, guys? It's your boy Presley from Live a Little, and we are finally back with another Going Coastal episode. We got a lot to talk about today. It's probably going to be a little longer of an episode because we've gone, I think it's been over a week now. It's kind of a weird day, too. We're uploading it on Sunday. We're doing Sunday and Wednesday. It's a little, it's a little different oh, no. instead, of, instead of Monday and Wednesday, but it's fine. We needed to get an episode out. So, um, we got to catch up on some stuff. We got to talk uh, about some other things first. Actually, I got to plug some shit. Um, first off, like I said, once you get us to a hundred followers on our Twitter account, uh, we're dropping merch. But for a forty-eight hour period, starting July twenty-seventh, I'm dropping all live a little merch, including this hat. Uh, a couple shirts, a going coastal shirt, a going coastal hat. We're hitting it all. That'll all be out for 48 hours starting Wednesday, July 27th. The next time we have an episode up, it'll be on the shop. So, you know, obviously we're gonna, you're going to hear more about it then. Um, also, I have another podcast that will be starting August 4th. And, uh, yeah, those will be coming out every Thursday. Just something else I wanted to bring up. How you been, Jameson? Been pretty good. Been busy. Yeah, we've both been pretty busy. I've been doing a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff on this. And, uh, like, you know, the website's up and running if you want to check it out. I still need your information, by the way, for the About page. I'll get like, it. Yeah, I need that. Um, I'm excited for the hats to drop and stuff. Really excited mm-hmm. about that. It's kind of cool having like thinking about releasing your own merch and stuff. I I don't know. It's always something I've wanted to do. I thought it was cool to design clothes. Um, also, we decided tonight that there's going to be a trip in a month, and that is going to be a hammer trip. Uh, I think the goal there. I think my goal is five videos in three days of being there. So, because obviously we're going to do Going Coastal, like that's that's a given. I think we're going to make a podcast with Colton. Okay. I think we're going to do a vlog. I think we're going to do a couple of vlogs, actually. I think we want to do a course vlog. Definitely. Me and you want to do that. We want to do a Morning Buzz vlog, obviously. You know, you haven't been to a concert. You have no idea what you're in for, bro. There's so I've much different. Yeah, no, it's not the same. It's not the same. You have not been doing that. Like, no, you haven't been. They're great. Um, And we'll figure out another miscellaneous video while we're up there. Um, So, yeah, that's a big trip. I think I don't know what we're going to call it. It's just those videos will periodically come out, obviously prioritizing going coastal because that's what we do. That's me and your thing. Um, But those videos will be coming out periodically. That trip is on in August. Yeah, August. 19th, 30th, I believe 21st is way off yeah I don't know. um so we're gonna we're gonna be up there we're gonna do some things um uh, make sure you take off by the way because I know you you will forget if you don't so um yeah let's get into the baseball there's a lot of baseball let's get into it <clears throat> okay so uh let's start off with the all-star game what was your opinion your thoughts Start off with the home run derby first. Okay, yeah, let's start off with the home run derby. the weekend. So, obviously, standout 
Julio Rodriguez did and it went off. Dude went insane. Insane numbers as a rookie too. Yeah, but I mean he's you know uh, ever since they announced he's making the roster opening day and stuff like that. Everybody's called him the J Rod Show, and J Rod put on a show during the home run derby. I know he got. He, I mean, he created a lot of fans. Obviously, you know I'm a fan. I suck the Mariners' dick. You know, like big Mariners guy over here. So obviously, a Marlins fan. We'll get into all of that later. But uh, yeah, I think J Rod really stood out. He didn't even win it. It's um, I heard somebody else talking about it on a podcast, uh, talking about the home run derby. It feels like. The big standout performance every year is not the guy who wins it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there are times like uh, Aaron Judge in 2017, his rookie year. He that was he was a standout performer, and he, you know, he won it. The year before that, in 2016, Stanton won it, and he was the same. I mean, dude, he was hitting home runs there in a uh, Petco. That I, I mean, I didn't even know it was possible to. Hit. But uh, you know, 2008, Josh Hamilton. Golly. Yeah, that crazy round he had. That and will he never happen again. <laughs> it can't happen again because yeah. no, um, no time for it. Yeah. I, I mean, dude, I don't know how there's time to hit 32, 31 home runs around. <laughs> uh, you could tell it was gas there at the end because I did watch the final round. I watched uh, the Juan Soto J-Rod round. Um, Juan Soto clutched up in the end. My boy Juan Soto. That's also something we got to talk about. I didn't mention that going into this, but you know Juan Soto's on the block, so we got to talk about that where we see him going. Um, the All Star Game. They did. It was so I didn't really watch it. I, I got clips of it, and I, I got what was going on, and I saw a bunch of clips of the mic'd up stuff, and they nailed it. Because it wasn't really like interviewing like it has been in years past, you know, like it was um, having fun with it. Yeah, it, but it was like you get to kind of see what's going on through the player's mind, even though it's an exhibition game and nobody like you know, really cares. We're not like here to throw our arms out and stuff like that. Like you got to hear Alec Manoa having fun. And, you know, like as a pitcher, I can tell you that's what went on in my mind, too. Like, I'm just nastier than you are as a hitter. So, like, I get either that or you were singing to yourself. Okay, listen, that's not what I'm talking about. I mean, that's basically what Alec Manoa was, too. Like, coming off the mound, and he goes, three punches, let's go, you know, stuff like that. It was, like, fun. The Nestor Cortez, uh, Jose Trevino mic'd up thing, though, that was dope. That was, like, I, like hear, getting to hear a pitcher and catcher talk in the middle of that bat, like, what's going on through both of their heads, especially, you know, two teammates. Like, they know each other. It wasn't, like... It, it kind of felt like that. What I imagine Yachty Wainwright would go through if they got that opportunity. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's what I assume that would be like. And uh, so, yeah, that was a cool thing. Uh, Liam Hendricks, he was on. He did it last year. <laughs> you know, he got to kind of see how he was on the mound. But this year, uh, with the Julio Rodriguez thing, when Julio was like messing with him, like he was going to throw that last out ball in the end of the crowd, that was mm-hmm. funny. Um, and me and you went on a rant last episode about starting pitcher who should be the NL starting pitcher and no doubt in our minds it was Sandy Alcantara yet they didn't go with Sandy Alcantara uh they went with Kershaw but the other option was Tony Gonsolin and Tony Gonsolin is the reason the NL lost the all-star game so you know I think he put that argument to bed uh Kershaw cool it's his home stadium and stuff like that but they kind of did it they did this legacy thing this year and like it's cool I guess like 
I would argue Miguel Cabrera deserved to be an all-star, right? Like, he was the best hitter right. on the Tigers to this point. I mean, obviously, Gregory Soto's great, all that. But, um, you know, he, he deserved, he kind of deserved to be an all-star. Albert Pujols didn't deserve to be here. You know what I mean? Uh, but Clayton so cool. Kershaw deserved to be an all-star. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Clayton Kershaw deserved to be an all-star, but, you know, maybe like a seventh-inning guy, you know, not the starting pitcher. Sandy Alcantara deserved that. Right. You know what I mean? I wish, you know, I, I've i heard him talk and stuff. Like, I watch all of his interviews. He's really fun to listen to, and, you know, he's just a different attitude to the game. He starts tomorrow, by the way. Maybe the Marlins can win a game. But, uh, you know, I just I, – I know how he is. They should have mic'd him up. That would have been so funny. I just – He's he's a really good personality, like a, a a workhorse personality on the mound, and he you know like I could just imagine him saying something like funny as hell after getting a strikeout, like oh, and he got yeah. and he you know he threw like you would imagine the guy who deserved to start in the All Star game through, and I'm I'm just I'm a little butthurt about that, if I'm honest with you, because one it's my team. Um, you know we're 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 struggling right now, especially like I said, we'll get into that with all the injuries and stuff. But to have like a guy that I'm not going to compare him to Jose, but like he he's doing Jose like stuff this year. You know what I mean? And even the year you know Jose was an All Star, he didn't get the starting nod. I think he threw maybe in the third or something like that. He didn't get to start though, and it kind of felt like maybe he should have started that one. And now it's like we're kind of getting shafted again. Yeah, he threw the second inning, but that deserved to be the like just because of the name on the chest. It felt like he didn't get the representation that he deserved, and I, you know, kind of felt bad about that. You got any thoughts on it? I feel the same way you do about it. I think Kershaw. Yes, he's had a good year, but he still had an injury stint that took him out for a good while, regardless of whether it's his home stadium or not. He should have been the second guy going out. Yeah, I mean, Sandy, Sandy doubled Kershaw's innings. Like, I mean, that, that should play a part into something. Like, you want to say wins and losses doesn't play a part into something, and I agree with that, right? Like with Cy Young and stuff, wins and losses don't matter, man. You can't control that, especially yeah. when they have stats like how many runs you're getting a game, like in your starts, how many runs is your offense. You know, I found that stat, and I love that stat. Sandy's getting two and a half runs a game, and he still has, you know, double-digit wins. Does he? I think. <laughs> let me Let me make sure. Let me fact-check myself right there. He is... Oh, he doesn't quite. He's nine and four. But I mean, like, he still has twice as many wins as he does losses, and we're not, you know, and and it might be less than two and a half runs a game now. Um, what's next on the agenda here? Is it the surprise buyers and sellers? It is. I believe so. so. Okay. So we're going to talk about a surprise buyer and a surprise seller, and with this. I have my two teams. They're both in the same division. Um, and the thing is, is that they might not like, you know, this is kind of opinion based, like you, what you think would be best for them. You know what I mean? Like mm. when we're asking this question, um, actually I'm going to change my seller. Okay. Um, so who, who's a surprise buyer for you? I'll let you go first. Get it started off. Okay, my surprise buyer, and this doesn't this doesn't really make sense because it's not the way that a buyer should be viewed. 
And I'm going to say the Orioles, because obviously they've been the surprise team this year. You know, they're, are they still over 500? Um, sitting as of today, they are 500, right? So if you would have told any Orioles fan that you're 500 two games after the All-Star break, they're like freaking out. So the thing right. is, is that they're not buying to contend this year. I think that they should be shopping, though, maybe like, a prospect or two, you have the number one farm system and you go get a guy that may not like not everybody thought was available for, you know, like a Pablo Lopez from the Marlins or something like that. Like just somebody, you know, you can get some prospect. You can, you move like some of your lower end, like 10, 11 prospects to a team. Or you go get someone a little bit more veteran minded. They can kind of lead those younger prospects. that, That would be more of an off season signing. For me, I'm saying like, you know, a guy with maybe two years left to control after that. Like, so you get the rest of like a Juan Soto where you get the rest of this year and then you get two more years and right. it's not going to be crazy expensive. Like you're looking for control and you're looking to win. You're you're looking to open a window, right? Right. So you're not looking for like a, a Frankie Montas. Wait, maybe Frankie Montas would be an example. I don't remember how much you're here, but you're not looking for like a Luis Castillo or a Jose Quintana, or, you know, those guys, or Josh Bell. You're not looking for those guys. You're looking for a Pablo Lopez, you know, just somebody of that stature that has a couple of years left of control and arbitration, and maybe you lock them down or whatever, but, you know, like a like a like maybe an all-star talent. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what they're buying for. Who's, who's your buyer? I think my surprise buyer is going to be the Guardians. Okay. They're- they're in need of an extra bat or two to kind of catapult them in the NL Central over the Minnesota Twins, kind of climb that two-game hump that they're back right now. Yeah, I I, that division is... Get a big bat, try to lean on that a little bit. That division is so up for grabs, and I thought that division was going to be so much better this year, man. I thought the White Sox were going to run, run away with it, but you know, I thought the Twins and the Tigers would be... The White Sox have been so disappointing this year. Oh, yeah. Um, that actually brings me into my surprise seller because actually I want to hear your surprise seller first because, and you can use the white Sox cause that's not, it's not amazing. See, I would have gone with the nationals, but that's not even a surprise anymore after Soto turned down that deal. No, bro, they knew you knew they were selling. Yeah. Fuck, I don't know. I mean, you can use the White Sox, the Red Sox. Are we looking into people that are like trying to get rid of a player or trying to get like a good deal out of a player? No, yeah, you're get, getting rid. Getting rid of contracts, dumping contracts and players. For prospects, the White Sox, honestly, maybe try to dump a couple players, get a couple different players back in return for a player. Try to see, and that's so unfortunate. Like the the first guy that comes to mind is obviously Jose Abreu, and it feels like there's a lot of teams that could use a first baseman. Oh yeah, Um, and it's just so mind blowing because they're not out of it. They could still win that division, like we said. That division is so up for grabs. And they could turn it on, but it kind of feels like it's too little, too late, bro. And they're right. I mean, like, 
But I mean, if they can dump a couple players and get a couple in return, just to turn See, it around a little is, bit, that gives them that opportunity. That's why I think they would. But you're right. I mean, if they don't figure something out, it is definitely too little, too late. I think they could dump Jose Abreu for like two MLB ready bats, not like great, insane MLB ready bats, but like a two under the radar players that can definitely yeah. up if they're played right. Yeah, like maybe a a pitcher for the pen. Yeah, or starter that would be like a four or five starter, right? Like nothing. You're not looking for another Dylan Cease and stuff like that, and maybe a a you know somebody at first base that you're like, like a Jake Bowers kind of comes to mind for me. Um, right. Dude just never has hasn't really made it in the league. He's not like a. He doesn't really feel... In fact, he would fit the Guardians perfectly. I mean, that would be a perfect team to, to approach. The Guardians have a ton of pitching. You know, Jake Bowers probably never really going to make it out. I, I think Jake Bowers is still with... Let me... Did I say Indians? Or did I say Guardians? I meant Guardians. Okay, I meant Guardians. Don't want to be wrong there. Yeah, well, the... Um, Bowers is... Now with the Yankees, so just ignore that. But, like, uh, you know, it sucks that you'd be trading in division, and especially a year that you could still win that division. But, uh, you know, they have a bunch of pitching, and you know, the Guardians have a ton of pitching, and I feel like that would be a good fit for them. Maybe even the Red Sox, but I don't, I don't know why the Red Sox would buy. That's um, yeah. my surprise seller. And it's really not that surprising to me. And... It, it doesn't really sound right, but I, I, my surprise seller is the San Francisco Giants. Who do they have to dump, though? Brandon Crawford, Jock Peterson. They're not going to dump Jock. They need yeah, Jock. they are. I, it's very highly likely. I mean, unless they still think they're going to get something out of this year, man. But, like, what, Jock's on a one- or two-year deal. They can get a low. I mean, everybody knows what Jock is going to do in the postseason just because of what he displayed last year. Maybe even trade him back to Bra- back to the Braves and get something out of it, you know? Like, yeah. uh, I just think that the Giants need to do a real reset because when you lose a guy like Posey and you, you know, your guys are aging and we they're doing what this year what we thought they were going to be last year. That's all that's going on. Right, so They've also I think, been very injury riddled this year too. Like that's been a it's big not, issue. It's not really a surprise for me. No, it's not for me either. The thing is, is that you know we got to talk about this one Soto trade. If if the big deal is, is if you could sell and dump some players here and maybe get some prospects in return real quick, like a Brandon Crawford. Somebody's going to want Brandon Crawford. Somebody's going to want. Um, Brandon Belt, even though he hasn't played much this year, if he can get back and healthy, they're going to want Brandon Belt. Somebody's going to want a Jock Peterson. And if you can trade those guys off, or maybe even trade, I know this is like blasphemous for you, but like trade a Mikey Strimsey, right? Yeah. Get some prospects. And then go make a deal. And it just can't, the only stipulation with this right here is that it cannot include Logan Webb, right? Go get Juan Soto. I think Juan Soto is a great fit out in San Francisco. Everybody wants Juan Soto to go there. Uh, everyone wants, you know, it's it's between a few teams. Okay, we're gonna get into this real quick. Juan Soto, if you don't know, is on the trading block. Uh, 
the Nationals just blatantly disrespected him, right? Like, I get the oh, offer yeah. and what it was, um, but once it wants to win. This dude, and I even heard comments back in 2019 um, about how winning that World Series was going to hurt his future with the Nats because this dude is going to want to win. That's all he is going to want now. He's 21 years old. He wins a ring, and now all he is going to want to do the rest of his career is win. So you need to put him on a team that's going to be competitive every single year. So what I think, you know, in my personal opinion, the reason I say the Giants should be a seller is because if you do sell, and you get one Soto, it makes up for everything. It's saying, hey, we might be folding this year, but next year, we're going to be right back. Right. You know what I mean? Like it, It's less of a rebuild and more of a reload. It's time to reload. You want that star. You know, Throw that money at Juan Soto. Whatever the fuck he wants. You know what I mean? Like That goes for any team that gets him. Throw whatever you need to get him. Because no prospect is worth... See, okay, here's the thing. As a Marlins fan prospects to me are worth something because they're never going to go sign like a, a big free agent. They're never going to go like Yuri Perez is untouchable. Max Meyer untouchable. He got hurt today. That's frustrating for me. Stuff like that. Uh, Sandy untouchable. This homegrown talent for me is untouchable because I know they're never going to go sign a Juan Soto. They're never going to go sign an Aaron judge, but for a Yankees fan, a Dodgers fan, you know, the guys that have money, doesn't matter, dude. These prospects are never going to be proved until they prove themselves. And even when they do prove themselves, they're nothing. Because Juan Soto, you know what you're getting with Juan Soto. You're getting a Hall of Fame level talent player, right? Right. It, and like I said, it depends on your franchise. If you're an Orioles fan, you know they're not going to throw the money at Juan Soto. There's no reason to give up a Gunnar Henderson for Juan Soto. There's no reason to give up a Cedric Mullins for Juan Soto. So, like, it makes that makes sense. I can see both sides. I think it also depends on your market. You know, if you're a Mariners fan, you're like, oh, we got Julio in center, and we can give up the farm. We get Juan Soto and right. Juan Soto, Julio, we lock Juan Soto down because that just kind of fits. We lock Julio down. That right there is the best outfield in baseball automatically, especially, you know, seeing the electricity of the home run derby, all that stuff, right? Oh, you, yeah. You lock those two guys down, boom, Mariners automatic contenders every single year. You know, they can get whatever pitching, you know, they locked Robbie what four years. Is that right? What was his contract? I don't know the contract details for him. Uh, I think it was four. I might be wrong. <laughs> Robbie Ray's on a five year. Okay. So he, they got Robbie Ray for five years. You know what you're going to get with Robbie Ray. It took him a second this year, but look at him now. He's turned it on. He's the next level for Juan Soto. Uh, the betting odds for what team he goes to uh, goes Mets, Yankees, Dodgers, Blue Jays, Cardinals, Giants, Padres, Mariners, Red Sox, Astros, Braves. And I don't feel like this is the right order because I can tell you right now, the Mets and the Braves, no chance. I don't think there's any chance in hell the Nationals are going to trade in division. Um, the Yankees, uh, they could do it. They have the prospects to do it and they have the money to lock them down. So I see it. The Dodgers, dude, it can't do it anywhere. I can't. I would kill myself if Dodgers got him because the Dodgers. I'm tired of the Dodgers. Yeah, I know you're tired. The Dodgers, of the Dodgers don't too. win the World Series this year. Here's, that's no, no, no. Here's so the thing. Disappointing on so as many levels. As hot of a take as this is, I don't think the Dodgers are as good as everybody else thinks they are. I think the NL West is a little overrated, in my opinion. I agree with you. Yeah. And I, because like, I think, here's the thing. You can argue the AL West is the best division, but. 
honestly, I just think the AL is just that bad. I think the NL is that much better than the AL. So, yeah. I mean, like, that's how it is. And I think the NL East is the best division because, one, I think the NL West is good. Don't get me wrong. But I think... It's not what it used to be. You're feasting on the Rockies and Diamondbacks, who are decent. They're better than the the Rangers and Angels, right? But, like, still, that's what you're feasting on. It used to be. Yeah, exactly. Powerhouse division. Now, you know, and and even the Central, you're you're feasting off these the bottom three, lower two teams. Yeah, anyone you're feasting off those guys. The thing about it is is that the Nationals is the worst team in the NL East, and then even the Marlins have been competitive this year. Like, yeah. they've given every team they've played trouble, not recently, and we're gonna, you're going to get the rant. We're going to rant. It's coming. But, like, that's that's what I'm saying is, like, that division is so much better, and I just don't see that. Like, it's not, it's going to be like that for a long time. I don't know. Like, all the other divisions are obviously going to get better, but... Like the NL East is going to be like that for a long time, and if you're the Nationals and you sell in division, you're stupid. You can't. You cannot give that kind of talent because you already lost Bryce Harper in division. You couldn't yeah. outbid. You couldn't outbid the Phillies there, so you cannot lose another star Hall of Fame level player to your own division, especially because when that window does open, you're just never gonna. You're never gonna get there. So my two favorite. My three favorite pits, obviously. So my number one is the Mariners, just because I would love to see Juan Soto and Julio play in the same outfield. That's just my thought process there. My number two is the Giants, because I could definitely see them retooling it and just flipping it around. Okay. My number three is the Cardinals. And that's because because I would love to see Soto, Goldschmidt. You know, you got Soto... Future Hall of Famer, insane. Paul Goldschmidt, Hall of Fame, or MVP. Pretty much guaranteed. Probably going to be a Hall of Famer, but MVP this year. So, like, that's your. And then you have Arenado, who's hands down. It's going to be an argument for Hall of Fame because he played in cores for so long, but I feel like now he's done it to the point where we know it wasn't the quarters effect. Like, this yeah. dude can play. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, right? And that would just be insane for me. And they have the prospects to do it. So, And they have the pitching to do it. You know, like, they're going to be able to reload. That They're a sneaky, insane franchise. I mean, oh yeah, like, nobody talks about the Cardinals about being a powerhouse. They, they, this century, they have been under 500 for one season. The only other team that's like that is the Yankees, who hasn't haven't been under 500 for, like, 30 straight years, which is insane. And, you know, a Yankee season for them is bad if they're, you know, if they're in the wild card game. So, you know, that's just how it is. I think Juan Soto needs just, he needs to be traded and I would love to see him be traded this year. And it would yeah. kind of be disappointing if he doesn't get traded this year, especially because of all the talk about it and stuff. It's just that, you know, with a team like my team, they're not going to pay Juan Soto. So there's no point in getting him. That's why I have no hope for him to be a Marlon. Um, on to the next the Marlins god damn it oh my god alright 37 straight innings without scoring a fucking run man let's start there literally a week in between runs being scored a literal week 7 full days without a run being scored and they're not they weren't facing anybody insane either I mean 
They faced Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola's having a good year. Getting shut out through nine, eight innings by Aaron Nola, though? Are you kidding me? Uh, getting shut out by John Gray in the Rangers? Are you kidding me? That was me? beneficial to my fantasy team, so thank Are you, you for that. Are you kidding me? Okay. The thing is, is that without Jazz, this lineup is nothing, and that just proves that uh, – it proves what we've been saying forever, that this ownership group doesn't really know what they're doing. They say they know what they're doing. Cool, you got Sandy. That's fine. But, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. When, it, when, it, when you lose to the Pirates one to nothing – don't get me wrong, Jose Quintana is having a great year, and like I figured that was he was going to shove against them because they can't hit lefties. I didn't think that you were going to get shut down by Jose Quintana for seven innings and lose one nothing. When you lose one nothing, and it feels like you lost seventeen to nothing because your 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 guy who's making his second career start gets hurt through ten pitches, right? He got two outs, so you're like shit. We can use a, the whole bullpen. Which isn't very good. We can use the whole bullpen, though, because Sandy's starting tomorrow. We know we're going to get seven from Sandy, right? You can use your whole bullpen. It's not very good. And then they go and give up one run through nine innings. Your bullpen game. They give up one run through, well, I guess eight innings. They give up one run through eight innings, and you lose that goddamn game, man. It's the same thing with Braxton Garrett. I see them throwing Braxton Garrett all the time. He's He's been really, really good this year. Not talked about enough. Go look up Braxton Garrett's stats. It's crazy. But, you know, if you get six innings from this guy and he gives up three, you know, if he gives you a quality start, you know, six innings, three runs or less, you need to win that every fucking time. That's what good teams do when they have their six starter up and pitching because they're they have a guy hurt and they're not fucking winning the games. It's a problem, man. It's just so frustrating to see this no offense bullshit when they're like, oh, we signed for his we signed off Garcia and. That's how it is. Well, then Solaire's on the injured list, got put on the injured list today, second time. Max Meyer goes down. So now Lizardo's coming back great. You know, that role's field, filled. Um, praying for Max, man. We need him. I'm big Max Meyer guy. And then Brian Anderson leaves the game, which is your third baseman. He leaves the game out of nowhere, so he's hurt. We don't know what's wrong with him. So that means J.J. Boudet gets to make his debut because he got called up today. And then Garrett Cooper, who is an all-star, gets hit in the wrist. And I'm not kidding. I think it's fractured. Like, he got hit that hard in the wrist. So he's going down. And I hate to say it like this, man. As a fan, though, I think this is a blessing in disguise. We've been asking for you to call up these younger guys that we wanted to see for years. I mean, Gerard Encarnacion came up for one game, played in one game, and hit a grand slam. And a Sandy start. And it's Sandy start, so automatic everybody loves him. I mean, if you if you put up runs for Sandy, we're gonna love you, right? Get sent back down. Haven't heard from him since. By the way, this is the same guy who had to face Jacob Degrom in the minor leagues, and was the only guy that has gotten a hit off of him in the minor leagues. Jesus. But he's not in the majors. He got a hit off Jacob Degrom, and he's not in the majors right now. So maybe they'll call him up in place of one of those two, and then. Um, there's two other guys, Lewin Diaz, who has not really struggled as an MLB player, yet hasn't really given, ever been given an opportunity. Big fan complaint. Charles LeBlanc, a guy that nobody really ever talks about. Uh, they got him from the Rangers organization. He's been like he's he's more of a contact guy. Like he he can get some pop, but you know he's gonna hit like 
if he if he was up here, he's hitting 280 to 300, right? Like he's more of a contact, find the hole kind of guy, and that's what they need because they can't score fucking runs. And I mean, there's a list of guys. I'm so happy JJ Bleday got called up. It took you, it took your piece of shit signing to get hurt for you to finally grow a pair of balls and do that. We've been waiting for that for years now. We've wanted JJ up for years. He got drafted in 19. It's been a solid year that we we thought he was going to come up in October, August or September last year. He didn't. He's finally up in July this year. So I don't know, man. This ownership is setting me off. Um, you know, not only that, you're you're letting guys like Pablo Lopez, who you know we're cool with trading. You're letting guys like Trevor Rogers, who we're cool with trading, just get some bats. You're letting them go out there, and when they do have bad starts, you're like. Let's just lower their trade value more so fans will shut the fuck up. Fans know more what they're talking about than you do. That's not good. There's no reason that us as fans should be able to say, like, make a point and it be a valid point and be the better decision than what they're actually doing on the field. That should not be the thing. That should not be going on. So, I mean, the Marlins suck. I'm I'm done with the hope on this year. I hope Sandy wins the Cy Young. Uh, I pray Sandy wins the Cy Young, and that's really all I'm looking forward to. Jazz is probably out for the year, which is you know that literally makes him Jazz. Oh, uh, he was having back issues. They put him on the ten day. He he was hitting fine, and uh, he went and took batting practice in L.A. Had a great time at the All Star game. I don't know if you saw all the pictures and stuff he was doing. It looked like he had a fantastic time. Great dude's going to be in many more. He's a star. Um. And then he was taking batting practice, but he couldn't run. He said it was bothering him when he ran. They went and did another CT scan. Results came back, and it's like a six- to eight-week recovery time. It's a, it's a six-week recovery time, and then he's going to have to like rehab for a week and a half. So he'll be back like late September. And at so that probably, point, He's probably going to end up on a 60-day then. No. It'll be a, they're just going to leave him on the 15-day for an extended period of time. But the thing is, is like... If we get to that point and we're not competing, just give them the rest of the year off, man. Yeah. I just, I, yeah, there's no reason to. It's just your bullshit signings are starting to piss me off, man. If you, you know, this is what I'm saying. It would be so cool if the Marlins were in on Aaron Judge this offseason. The Marlins were in on Carlos Correa when he eventually opts out because the Twins are trash, right? Or Xander Bogarts would be awesome. I love Xander Bogarts in Miami. Real shortstop. He's literally like the shortstop they have now. They're the same, except Xander Bogarts is four times better. Like that's literally what we're looking at. I love Xander Bogarts here. I'd love for you in a year to go get Rafael Devers or trade for Rafael Devers this offseason because obviously the Red Sox don't have any intention of re-signing him, like giving him real money. Go get him. Do something, man. You have the prospects to do it. Like I'm not kidding. There are certain prospects I wouldn't part with. But like there, there are other prospects that are in that are pitching prospects. Everybody wants pitching prospects. You have forty-two that legitimately would go over and be a top three pitching start, start or starting pitching prospect at any other team. You have guys that are like Braxton Garrett who are showing out this year and just upping their trade value. Go trade him to the Angels for somebody, Taylor Ward. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Do something, man. They don't do anything. Like, they just don't listen. Like that meme of the little stick figure dude holding a stick, poking a rock. Come on, yeah. do something. Yeah, it's literally that. 
I think I made that post before. Like, you don't. Okay, here's where I lost it with this this ownership deal. Last year, when they traded for Jesus Lazardo, I was kind of like, cool. Jesus Lazardo is a guy that Mel is perfectly capable of coming in, and Mel turns him completely around, and he kind of did. He was nasty at the beginning of this year until he got hurt, and now he's coming back, and I can't wait to see him be back. Like, great. Um, but you didn't resign Starling Marte, and everybody thought that was a mistake. He wanted to be here, and you couldn't make him. You know, you wouldn't give him an extra year, one year. And that's a center fielder that fixes the same problem that you have right now. And he's going to stay healthy, and he's going to have a cannon in center, and he's going to hit two eighty, two ninety. He's going to be an all star like he was this year, right? Then you're talking about having four all stars on the same team. Well, okay. Then there comes up talks. And they're like, oh, this offseason, they're going to make a move for Marte. And I really got – I don't know why I got my hopes up. Like, I thought they were actually going to do it. And then it just – you know, two days later after they say this, Marte signs with the Mets. And I'm like, dude, you just missed out on such a huge – he's an all-star. And you lost him to a division rival. So, I mean, I don't know. It's ridiculous. I just – one of those front offices is a joke. Sell the team already. <laughs> I don't know. You've owned them for four year, five years. Sell them, please. Do us all a favor. The Giants suck too, so I mean, yeah, I have no words for them. We can skip that rant. All right. Um, I think that kind of covers everything. Oh, Mariners! Mariners are great. I told y'all the Mariners are not out of it. I told you that the Mariners win. 14 games in a row because Julio Rodriguez is that guy. He proved that he was that guy over the week. That was amazing for me. Uh, they lost the last two. They're 14 out of their last 16. I don't care. Right. Like, cool. They're going to win. Um, Robbie Ray looks great. He's pitching tomorrow. Yep. That would be, they need to win that game. It's against they the do. Astros. They've already lost this series. You need to win on getaway day, man. Um, Robbie Ray and Sandy in the same day. Beautiful day for baseball. Beautiful day for both M's. Except the Marlins will lose one to nothing. So Giants will probably get shut up by Clayton Kershaw tomorrow, so no surprises there. In fact, I think they got shut out tonight, did they? I, I literally sent a text to the group chat and I'm like, hey look, we're starting we're starting another scoreless streak. It's thirty seven innings in a row without a run, man. You know how painful that is? Two weeks without a home run, Jameson. Two full calendar weeks without a home run. We did not get shut out today. We scored two runs in the bottom of the night or the top of the night. Two full calendar weeks without a home run. One full calendar week without a run. Welcome to Miami. No shit, man. It's I. I don't. The mind. east side of this podcast. It's not been fun. <laughs> It's not been fun. East Coast struggle. Um, yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? We covered everything. I think that's all of it. It was a pretty good episode too. Um, hope you guys episode. enjoyed. Uh, like I said, Wednesday flash sale, forty-eight hours. Buy it. Fuck up. I want Be everything there. gone. Everything gone. I want y'all to show some love. All right. I want to know that when I do put this out, when we hit two hundred subscribers, because that's when the merch actually drops. I want to know that it is in safe hands being out. So, um, 
you know, support it. You know, if it's supported enough, then guess what? This thing becomes a lot better quality and stuff because that's all I can focus on. I just focus on this all the time. It'd be great. Got any? La- you got any final thoughts? I got nothing. We'll see y'all on Wednesday. Yep. Peace. Peace is.